Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Formula. This is Wild Card Weekend for DraftKings, the Saturday two-game slate. We're going to go through, you know, this this slate shouldn't take too long. We're going to build out a Millie Maker lineup. We were due, we, we were in the money, as Nick would say, in our last two that we made last weekend. Ended the regular season on a note there, but hopefully we can go for the bigger money in the... Time out, Corey. Time out. Yeah. Story time. time. Story time. Oh, oh yes, we do have to yep. quickly recap Corey's uh, absolute. Like, I hopped on FaceTime with him. He was this close to a big one. Heartbreaking. Corey talk. All right, go ahead. I Corey. heard you were crying at one point. I would um, be. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this past weekend, um, you know, Alex and Nick came down for some sun in the fun or fun in the sun. And, uh, you know, there you go. building lineups Sunday morning. And I always build a lineup for the early entry uh, tournaments. So it's just the first seven or eight games, whoever's playing that day. Um, yeah. It's $12. We're sitting on the couch day. together. I built this lineup for you. It, no. Definitely <laughs> not happen. Um, yeah. So, you know, I built it. I had a strong feeling about Josh Allen, you know, digs, whatever. Like, not really thinking too much of it. And I look, I'm like, yeah, I'm winning, you know, 24, whatever, doubling my money. And like, I have a pre, I'm like, all my players are hitting, like, you know, and then Diggs caught a huge pass from Josh Allen that moved me all the way to second place, winning $10,000 with probably, I would say, a half a quarter left. Maybe maybe a quarter and a quarter. So, um, yeah, you know, sitting there like, oh, need Najee oh, Harris yeah. to score just a touchdown. And I take home first place, which was 50K. All right. Steelers get the ball down to the one. Najee's not in. It's um Warren. Yeah. Warren. Jaylen he gets stuffed. Warren. Yeah, he gets stuffed on the one. I'm like, oh, okay. So he comes out. Najee goes in. I'm like, here we go. Najee needs a touchdown. One more touchdown. And they run a reverse fullback dive to Derek Watt. Reverse fullback dive. Yeah. <laughs> Derek yeah. Watt. Spider T Y yeah. banana. <laughs> okay. So it's so that happened. So so now I'm I'm no longer in gonna have a chance for first place still winning I'm still winning ten thousand dollars in second and i'm i'm up i'm i'm like about th- two points above third sammy watkins catches a pass deep pass he's running fumbles the ball stripped people had Bengals defense pass me so then i go to third place winning five thousand i'm like okay there's three minutes left in the game Hold, hold. Like hold on. Last person is Isaiah Likely. He cannot catch a ball for more than three or yeah, three yards. Because then he'll get the hundred, the hundred yard bonus and the extra points. And last pass of the game, the meaningless game. Didn't matter. Game was over. Game, game was up over. double digits. Isaiah Likely catches a nine yard pass. Time expires. Go all the way down to sixth place to win six hundred and fifty. Which is still good. Still a good yeah, win. It's good, but it's but just that emotional swing is the worst when you're going from the top to the bottom. Whereas if Corey was like in 30th place and, and goes up to winning 650, right. he's screaming for yeah. joy. But when right. it happens the other way, it hurts so bad. On the last play, no less. Last play. Like, yeah, literally like the happens, last meaningless play. Yeah, it, like it, that happens with like a quarter left and you're like, well, damn, there's still yeah. like a whole fourth quarter to play. Meaningless, down double Better digits, to get beat by needed. a ton. Yeah. yeah. I, that was a little bit longer than I expected, but I had to, you know, 
have everyone relive you that had to, you had to build moment. it up yeah so what we're saying is we're we're still riding hot here and we're going to continue we're that so into close. The playoffs like we, we we've been that same weekend nicholas yep yeah you had a the, you had a yeah was that the saturday games uh, oh yeah that was the saturday slate and trevor lawrence was kneeing the ball out and i needed he was up by like 0. 0.5 so i just needed like five yards of him kneeling down he only kneeled out four the first one he I took two the first yeah. knee he took two he backed up and let the clock run a little bit and yep. like kept taking steps back and we were like yeah. oh Go, go, go. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep We're going. Screaming at a kneeling play. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another meaningless like end yeah. of the game. So I lost first place by 0.1 points, split second place between I don't know how many people for 500 bucks. So it, so close. Yeah. We're getting there, but I'm telling you, we're we're narrowing in here and we're gonna we're gonna hit hit bigger we're with taking it down one of our joint lineups here. We're taking it down. We're just warming up for the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> We're taking out right. the Millie Maker in the Super Bowl again. Back to back. Back That's to right. back. All right. So we have first game. This is again these small slates. It's I, I think the second game is gonna be a bit more popular when it comes to the quarterbacks and some of the skill position players. Um so you know, based off what happens in the first game, if players hit, like you would need to be willing to late swap off of to some really low on pieces, which is very hard to do on a two game slate because pretty much all the pieces are going to be chalky. But if you start off slow, you kind of have to do that to make up any ground at all. Yeah, pretty much um, all of like the regular rules that you would have go pretty much out the window on a two game yeah. slate, right? Like you're, yeah. you're you going to have to play defense with people that are going against the defense. Yep. Salary is probably going to be left on the board. Yep. You can leave like 2000 even sometimes, like just depending on what the lineup looks like. It's a lot of the regular rules go out the window. You can play like four players against the defense. Not like literally none of it matters. Yep. So with that being said, we'll start off. Um, what, what quarterbacks do you guys like this week? You know, Herbert and Lawrence are going to be the most popular guys sticking with them. Or do you guys, are you going to sprinkle in some of the other two? I think I'm, I'm sticking with those top two guys. And I think I'm leaning Lawrence a little bit just because the price tag, uh, I think it's going to allow you to get a little bit more pieces from the other games in there, a little bit more higher higher own guys. I could definitely see Herbert outscoring Trevor Lawrence, but I'm kind of leaning, I'm kind of leaning T law. Um, I think the problem that you've got in the other game is I could definitely see the 49ers defense taking it to Gino, giving him a tough game and him not putting up much. And then Brock Purdy, obviously killing it. Niners on a 10 game win streak, but even in those games that they're putting up 30 points in terms of fantasy points, he's not breaking 20. Like they're getting it done through other, other ways. And, and so even though um, I think that, you know, he's been doing a solid job on the field in terms of fantasy, I'm, I'm probably staying away from that game and the quarterbacks. Yeah. He doesn't really need to do a lot. He has CMC and now he's getting Debo and Eli Mitchell back. So like they're, juggernaut triple option type of offense can be in full swing yeah. and he just has to game manage. So yeah. uh, something interesting about this, this slate, we have four QBs. We've never seen any of them in a playoff game. 
kind of fun. A couple rookies in there. And uh, I'm excited to see Justin Herbert. My teams on the Saturday slate are going to be nicknamed Herbie Fully Loaded. We're, we're <laughs> going all in on the Chargers. Uh, yeah. I, I don't – I like targeting weak defenses against the pass. And Herbert, I think, like, they know he's the key to success. I love Eckler, too. I'm going to pair them together a ton. And, uh, yeah, I'm riding with Herbert all the way here, 100%. Yeah, I – um so – on a regular slate, a lot of times my quarterback pool is like between, I'd say, three and five quarterbacks. So like on these two game slates, I'm usually fine. Like sometimes just if I really like one quarterback, making all of my lineups just one quarterback and just leverage the field that way and try to get different in other parts of my lineup. I will say, though, because I like two of these quarterbacks enough, like, like I'm fading probably Geno and Purdy completely. I am going pretty much all in half and half on Herbert and Lawrence. I think they're both the best plays. I think that game is the one that's way more likely to shoot out. And you also have the advantage of it being the last game. So you have more late swap options. So that's, that's where I'm going to be. I'm, I'm fading Purdy who's, you know, Purdy and Gino will probably get like, I don't know, 30 to 35% of all teams. So just le- trying to leverage the field above that 35%. Man, I might just be going Herbert Colin. Yeah, I mean, I I like I like Nick's call of just going Herbert. Man, something tells me like something tells me Brock Purdy. I don't know, I have this inkling like don't even do it. even if he with all these weapons at his disposal now, I know they're going to run the ball and that's what they they plan on doing. But, like, if he gets – all right, so if he just, like, throws the ball 10 yards and, you you know, you let Christian McCaffrey run, I mean, there's ways for him to get there. Other than George him, Kittle blow-up game. Throwing three touchdowns or two touchdowns from, like, the five-yard end. Like, I know that's not a lot of points. And I don't know, with this with such a small slate, like, I feel like if you're trying to get these high-end plays, like – Yeah, I, I get this it from the sense, like, pretty yeah, – Purdy and Gino. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, you just if that's the case, like if you're playing low and play, like play Gino instead because he has the higher upside of throwing for more yards and the better and not not necessarily the better targets, but or the better matchup. I I don't know. I I'm I think I'm just gonna be a lot of Herbert and a, a couple sprinkies of Trevor Lawrence and Brock Purdy, like very many, like maybe three lineups three lineups of each out of my 40 okay so i mean i would say right now again quarterback you're never really gonna like yeah gino will be the lowest owned of them all probably but again he'll still be above 10 percent, and you're not gonna like win a slate just by playing like you know a gino stack so we move on to running back this unlike some of these other slates where we've had these like committee backfields you have straight clear lead bell cow backs yep. that i mean you have mccaffrey etn eckler kenneth walker and then i guess McCa- like elijah mitchell mixes in with a bit but it's like you and these guys are you know eight five, 8.5 8.1 6k like people are gonna be like almost forced to spending a lot of their salary just at the running back position and yep. you basically have to 
I think I think there's a lot of lineups here, given where the wide receivers are priced at, that you can get those top three guys. You can get all three of them, yeah. For sure, into a lineup. And CMC is going to be in 100% of the lineups that I build. Yeah, he's going to be in like probably 90-something percent of mine. I probably won't go 100 because just that it's hard for me to get to a hundred of just him, but yeah, I'll be close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hang on, hang on. I, I know I shouldn't throw this out there, but I'm going to anyways. Um, don't go all hundred percent on one running back because yeah. Weeks yeah. pass. Yeah. Small game slates. Yeah. If an injury gets hurt. Yep. You, yeah. You I would say if you're not playing good McCaffrey, point. Good point. play, I would say Elijah Mitchell is a great play. Cause again, he's 4.7. Everyone else is going to be paying up at running back. McCaffrey doesn't get there. Good chance Elijah's vultured him and you'd lever the field that way. And then you can pay up at some of the tight end and receiver spots. I, I think there's also a decent probability that this game could blow out, in which case McCaffrey's not playing in a blowout. They're going to save this he's guy. Gonna play most of this game. Like he's going to play, but you know what I mean? Like they're going to mix in more Eli Mitchell if they have a comfortable lead. So, yeah. uh, no, I, I think he's probably the you know, high risk, high reward for the 8K range. But uh, I, I was kind of looking at it. I think some interesting leverage could be paying for McCaffrey, Eckler, and then someone who's actually my favorite play in the running back position, uh, Travis Etienne. So uh, we, know, we know the Chargers are a run funnel defense. And uh, if you think back to when uh, Lawrence and Etienne were playing in the national championship game together, that's probably the biggest stage they've been on, and, and here they are again together. He leaned on him a ton, and ETN had a massive game and probably one of the reasons he was drafted so high in the draft. So um, I think, you know, Lawrence's check down and, and he's comfortable in these high-pressure moments with him, I think that's going to go a long way. So he's kind of my lock of the week at running back. I'm, I'm feeling Coming around on that. ETN, I see. Yeah, well, James Robinson's out of the way, so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last just gets week. so much volume, dude. He's, yeah, the last, he's been getting in the pass game. Catcher. Yeah, yeah so everything you'd want. I like the call, like, you know, playing all three. But again, there is absolutely no way you're getting different because I would say half of people's lineups are going to play all three of these guys. I literally think half of people, like, you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. And the, the running backs are literally the best plays on the whole slate you're you're gonna see most people like right now if we just start off the chalk herbert mccaffrey etn eckler tons of people are gonna have it yeah now i would say elijah mitchell is the best leverage running back play if and you and you would you could play mccaffrey with them or you fade mccaffrey and play elijah mitchell that's the best leverage play at the running back position but again etn eckler mccaffrey phenomenal plays yeah, the, the so Eckler is probably my favorite. The, the, actually, I'm not gonna say favorite, but the, we out of the three, I mean they're all in the same tier for me. Kind of. Um, the one thing with Eckler, he was losing target share uh, when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were was back. Um, I think his target share declined by like 13 percent or something outrageous like that. Um, now monitoring Mike Williams if he's in or out, yeah. um, even if he's in you could easily play like a couple plays and get banged up and have to come off. Um, I like Eckler more as a pass catching back than Christian McCaffrey, um, especially with Mike Williams out. Um, and I think Debo does come in and snake 
some things away from McCaffrey as well. Um, Eckler is by far and away the best running back there. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not playing Joshua Kelly. So that's only my, that's the only worry I have with McCaffrey is like, yeah, like he either scores 40 points or he scores 17. Like, you know, it's, there's a wide range of things that can happen with, with Christian McCaffrey. To me, McCaffrey is the safest play the slate but that's he's just getting me. at least 20 points in the first quarter let's be honest if i had to rank them it would be like just at their price points to me it's mccaffrey etn then eckler that's okay just- so okay so if you go back to okay so last week i mean meaningless game kind of he, he's 16 vegas 34 washington 13 last time he played seattle he had 28 32 28 then a, like it's either like a big game. What like the thing is on a two-game slate, seventeen points could be no, needed. That's no, what, I, I no, okay. I, I completely understand that. But okay, well, we can we can move on. I, I was just saying, like my that's why I like Eckler more than McCaffrey. Okay, I don't. So, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with the top three there. They're all just volume monsters. Yeah, I mean, they're all going to be owned. Like they're great plays. Like you're not going to win a tournament by you know just playing those guys. So this. Well, the wide receiver, and I'd say tight end, typically is where you can get some leverage, especially the wide receiver. This is where you can find just these random wide receiver threes or fours on a two-game slate, or they just sometimes get to six points, but they're so cheap. Rest of the lineup fits, and and this is how you uh, get to first place. And so, you know, there's not many leverage plays. I'll say on this slate, like I, there's four to me um but first let's start off at just some of our favorite like good plays um players that will be owned and then we'll get into like maybe some of the 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 sneaky guys that like nobody's gonna play yeah before we dive in um any any like indication whether mike williams will or will not play i think he will play i think he's gonna play but yeah he's been not practicing yeah they're going to shoot his back up with a bunch of tortle and let him yeah. go. Probably. Back's so, tough, though. Like, that's one bad tackle or one weird fall. And yeah. yeah. Like, so who do you guys, who do you guys like? I, I think mean, Keenan Allen's my favorite. Yeah. Um, just given, came. yeah, just given, just given Mike Williams' health on top of all that. Um, he's been Herbert's guy all year when healthy. And, um, Nick said it, volume king. I mean, dude averages how many targets a game? Like 10, easy. <laughs> At least. Yeah, and there's, there's, I, I scrolling through, there's four here where he's over 10 targets. So, like, I don't know. In a game that I think will definitely, I like the under in the first game and the over in the second. In a game that I think definitely puts up more points. Um, and Mike Mike Williams' health is, I think, a huge piece for Keenan Allen. Okay. Nick and uh, Corey. Yeah. I mean, that opens up Josh Palmer a lot, too. Like, Mike Williams isn't there or is on a limited snap count. I feel like Josh Palmer's kind of been the guy to fill the gap, it, whether it was Mike Williams or Keenan Allen being injured all year. But uh, I actually think one of the Jacksonville receivers is probably going to be in the winning lineup. Who? Um, I think I'm. I think 
Zay Jones. Like yeah, Zay. Zay Jones is so he he's he's First my favorite price, value. Like I, he's my favorite value play. I'm I saying. like the risk reward there a lot. Um, well, he'll be. I, I think Zay is going to be the highest owned receiver of the slate. Yeah, but I think for good reason because he's so cheap. He's four point three. Yeah, yeah, like coming yeah. off a couple of low games, but we've seen him hit his ceiling multiple times this year. Yeah. Yeah. So he, and he, I don't know. Maybe I just have some recency bias against Christian Kirk. He was on my fantasy team this year. Won me some games, lost me some games, but kind of a frustrating player. Um it's like never consistent. Corey, who's your favorite? I mean, because I like Herbert so much, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the group and say Keenan Allen. Um, I, I, I really like what Brandon Ayuk has been doing as well. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to get that much. I mean, all these players are going to be owned. So like, I don't know. I, I think he's kind of a sneaky guy to play there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Keenan Allen. And I think the next one under that would be either, I think it's Lockett or Metcalf. I mean, they're set up in good positions. They're going to, you're expecting them to have to throw the ball to play catch up. Um, the targets are there. I, you just got to hope and pray that Gino has a decent game. Yeah. To me, Metcalf's my favorite. Like, so I said Zay Jones is like my favorite value guy just because of his price. Like, he's just so cheap. Metcalf is just my favorite raw player this week. Like, I, I want to have Metcalf or Lockett in a lot of my lineups. And of course, I usually lean Metcalf just because I think he's a superior talent. Um, and again, you can bank, you can attack this. Lockett's the one that's actually been doing really well against San Fran this season. He's had the better games, but I'm going to go to Metcalf. But again, I like both. Um, and then because I said like Herbert and Lawrence are going to be my main two guys, like I'm always going to be stacking the quarterback. So like Herbert, if Mike Williams plays, I'm going to have more Mike Williams than Keenan Allen this it's a pure like leverage spot to me like if people are going to be scared off of someone that can we've seen just completely break slates um in the past and if he's good to go and he's out there and even if they shot him up with meds or whatever like if he's out there and he's he's think he's going to perform and so it's just i think keenan allen will be really popular so i think it'll be a good spot to get different and um like your Palmer call as well. I think he'll be really low owned. And I also so, like DeAndre Carter there. I feel like he yeah, Carter too. a lot of the Mike Williams hole when he's not in there on mm-hmm. the outside. Yep. Uh, he was good good call. Yeah. That's some good leverage too. A lot of guys probably, you know, overlook that. So, okay. So if we're talking about that, we're going that cheap down. I mean, okay. We're, we're going to make this statement. Like you can literally play anyone between seven to Five three. I mean, all those players are gonna be high owned. Yep, they're, they're gonna get ownership. Yeah, anything you're not, below- you're not winning a tournament by playing. I mean, you could win a tournament like with these, but you're gonna be chopping it with a ton. If all these players that are like thirty plus percent owned, like you zero chance you're gonna win any of that. You're gonna be split it with tons of people and get a much smaller portion of the pot. So, yeah, yeah. Not, I, yeah I, mean, I don't think you could go below Juwan Jennings. I think uh, you can. Yeah, I think you can too. Um, I have like, so Juwan Jennings is one of them. He he's going to be really low on, and I like him. Yeah, I will say I'm I'm not going to play any Ray Ray. Um, I'm not playing him now. Debo's he's just back. a gadget guy. Yeah, he's, he's he was filling Debo's role and the yeah. like well, very good rounds. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, Corey, are we on the other two? Uh, Young and I like Young. He got. Oh, okay. You're on Young. I'm on the other guy, K. Treadwell. No, K. Johnson. Treadwell's out. Treadwell's out. Or Treadwell, K. Johnson is like their third guy. Okay, I mean, yeah, Cade's. I think Cade is gonna play. Like it's like Lockett and Metcalf kind of on the outside. Like Lockett mixes up in the slot a bit, but Cade is like their slot guy. Okay. I mean, I I don't know. The receiving options for Seattle are all over the board besides DK and um Right. For everything goes. Cade Johnson's no, man, gonna a, little be bit, but... a guy that if you once you start if you pair him like for example, you pair Cade Johnson with Mike Williams if he's plays and he's low owned, and someone like Elijah Mitchell. You will be unique. You will definitely have a unique lineup. So it's just like you find a find like pairings where okay, I pair these two guys together. I'm gonna leverage the field. And Kay Johnson's one of them. I like Jennings. You mentioned that, Nick. There's one more guy on the Jags that Corey, you've talked about in the past. <laughs> Jamal Agnew. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you can get the double because he's the punt, a, he's the return. Guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So you get the double dip with the Jags defense, and you will propel. I mean, Jags D. I don't. They're not going to be like like maybe twenty percent owned or whatever. It's going to be pretty. Forty nine ers are going to be the highest owned, but the other three are going to be really spread out. You get the Agnew Jaguars double dip. You will just propel past so many people on a two game slate if that hits. Yeah, and they use him as gadget plays and the reverses and stuff like that. He's their speedster, so yeah, he he'll get at least one or two chances on yeah. offense to do something, and he will them. be super super low on. Yeah. All right, let's go to the most outrageous, boring, boring just crazy play tight ends because this will definitely win you. Talk about receivers. Pick one of the Seattle Seahawks tight ends and tell me which one. Uh, DM me please, and then. Um, I got one for you. Okay, what is it? Colby Parkinson. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What sort Colby of intel you got that he's, uh, he's in the game script a lot? Let's hear this. <laughs> Look, he's he's been on the field quite a bit uh, these past couple of weeks. Four targets, seven targets, three targets. They use him in the red zone package. Obviously, Seattle has – probably 12 tight ends on their squad. So it's always a dart throw there. Um, But I think, I think he's going to get the most looks um, out of the group. I don't like Noah Fant at all. Um, I don't like him either. Yeah. So, so then it's, you've got Tyler Mabry. Yeah. Just completely just a, it's yeah. It's pretty much like Fant and Parkinson. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I don't like Fant. So, um, dart throw wise, Colby Parkinson is is who I'm going to call out. I think I think Kittle loses quite a bit of upside with Debo coming back, and he's yeah, been he's been putting up numbers, but he's super touchdown dependent these last yeah. couple of weeks. Like if you take away his touchdowns the last couple of games, he's putting up Four sub five points. Yeah, he's putting up sub ten. So, um, you know, while he's been killing it and getting into the end zone a ton. Uh, seven touchdowns in the last four games. I just think the with Debo coming back, that's going to limit some of that. Yeah, no, I like I, I like the Kittle fate. He's going to be actually 
my i'll call him the scariest fade of the week for me yeah like especially at a position where it's like you have evan ingram uh noah like you have like it's pretty much dust and then you have like him who's a stud yeah but he's going against seattle too yeah going in an amazing matchup yeah but he's like a guy that like if he goes off i'm probably not having a good saturday Uh, you can't do it what you can't, can't do it. Can't full can't fade. fade him. I can't full fade him. There's, there's. No, I didn't. No, I won't. I don't. I'm not. It's, it's not like a fade, but it's like enough to where it's like unless one of my random lineups yeah. that don't have him or that have him end up winning first, I'm for sure losing money. That, that's right. how I. That's what I mean. But because he's playing him so little. No. Yeah. yeah I, no. I understand. I'm just like I like with Debo back, Volt, I, and then Mitchell. I know. They might just use him, revert him back to like, hey, block. You know it? Hey, we'll save you for, George, the, for the shootouts. Yeah, George, you know, you you got your touchdowns, we got your 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 contract incentives. Like that could be another thing. Like the reason why he just popped off is, you know, they're trying to force him the ball. Like, hey, didn't think of that. He's like, hey, Brock, I need four or five touchdowns in the last like five games. You know, look for me more often. I'm be sling it my way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, like, that's definitely something that could have. <laughs> Could have been playing the part why he has so many touchdowns in the last like five weeks. I mean, yes, he's a great player. Um, Everett, I you, I mean, you gotta like any of the tight ends. I mean, you can go down to Parham Jr. Um, as a fade for Everett. I, he sees the field enough, and again, if Mike Williams is out, um, all you're hoping for Farm is like uh, twenty yards and a touchdown at that at that point because I don't think he's gonna be that highly owned. It's my um, favorite tight end player of the slate. <laughs> Parham. Parham. Donald Parham. Wow. 2.7K. If I'm leveraging Kittle, you know, I'm not, you know, Evan Ingram, like going against what Derwin J. Like, I'm not about that as much. Like, yeah, I'll, Evan Ingram, like, he'll be the highest on tight end. I think Evan Ingram will. Yeah. At his yeah. price. Kittle will be second, but then Everett and Parham will be like, and the Seahawks guys will be like the lower own and Parham. 100% will be the lowest owned of them all and I love it. He he get he gets looks where it counts like in the red zone and he gets several targets a game. You get a touchdown out of him like I'm I'm dancing. I'm dancing to the bank. Yeah. Right. I mean he doesn't need to do much. He just No, uh, he doesn't. He can get you 5 and be in a winner. Because yeah. like I said on these two game slates, it's about certain plays that unlock the rest of your lineup when you play a guy that's 2.7k or isn't what's parkinson's price uh, uh 2.5 yeah yeah so when you play parham or these 2.5 parkinson you can the rest of your lineup no one can get to all those same players without having that super cheap piece that allows you to unlock the rest of it and that's why sometimes i like those jamal agnews donald parhams and k whatever you also right. only I really just... need one out of them, right? Like yeah. one long play, a t- one touchdown yep. right? that pays for itself. On a on a regular slate, might need a lot more. On a two yeah. game, no. You you right. can get a complete snowflake at the position. Right. First. I just submitted a Millie Maker lineup with Parham and Agnew. There you <laughs> go. That, that you will guys be convinced me. PB is like. Nobody will have him. All right, let's <laughs> I'm sick of Until pot. I said something, like I, I'll probably, I could probably have an Agnew and Parham lineup. That'll be different than yours. Yeah, 
I mean, I put the top three running backs in. All right. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Don't right. we'll, we'll right, get right. to a lineup. All right, we'll let's, let's, let's go up a lineup. I don't think there's anything yeah. else to talk about. No. <laughs> Here, and when you pull up the lineup real quick, I want to quickly – because I can show everyone exactly what like the most popular build 100%. Oh, you have something built out already? Oh, yeah. I was just messing around while we were talking. Okay. Let me quickly just go and just. Let's see it. I'll so, throw it together as you call out names. So put Herbert, all three of the top running backs. Okay. Um, uh, Zay Jones, 49ers defense. Evan Ingram. DK Metcalf or Lockett, either one. Um, or okay. sorry, and swap Herbert for Lawrence because Herbert and Lawrence are both going to be. This is I'm going to show you an example of just uh, Marvin, uh, Etienne Ingram, Metcalf's Jones, Marvin, yeah, yeah, Marvin Jones. Yeah, that lineup. Don't even bother putting that in a tournament. Like you will split it so many ways like that's like a double if you want to play double ups this weekend we just built you a free <laughs> double up lineup this week probably the most optimal lineup i would say is this right here maybe a multiplier you can put that in there too let me just screenshot that really quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this right here is what you'd call just a straight optimal but you know not likely to win you at all but now we're going to go ahead and try to build you one, build big us field. one that will win us all. Win For the millie. For the millie. Yes. You're not winning a millie with that last one. No. No. All right. So I think we've all agreed on. Herbert or Lawrence. Yeah. 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 It sounds like Herbert. more people are on Herbert. Yeah. So I think with a two-game two, two game field, you, you find leverage elsewhere. At QB, you just try and go for best most points. Yep, I agree. Okay. So Herbert, we need to get either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, and I mean probably Eckler. Yeah, yeah, I like Eckler and Keenan Allen would be my vote. Same. Okay. You probably get like sixty-five percent of the offense right there. So, do you guys want to? I mean, says I mean, do you guys want to get McCaffrey and Etn in here? Because I mean, we're gonna want a Jags or yeah. multiple Jags in the run back if we're stacking that game up. Yeah, I think we try and get both. Yeah, I, I think agree. you think so, we should do both. Yeah, I do. Corey, you don't want to. I think we can get different if we don't play. No, I think we get different by the, the tight end here. What we all just mentioned. Okay, all right. I think so, you're at least in the money playing those three. <laughs> just those three, you get in the money. I don't. So know. We throw on Parham since we got yeah, Herbie. Parham. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. I think you just play Seahawks D, the cheapest team. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seahawks D is my favorite D of the week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pretty rookie QB, first playoff yep. game. Yep. Could easily throw an interception, could easily get strip sacked. And again, your defense, you know, when you pay for the cheapest one, it's about what you can get in the rest of your lineup. Like we're allowed now, we got the best quarterback, all three top running backs, the number one wide receiver. Yeah. And then we pay down at, a really two t positions that are so volatile tight end and defense. And now we can fit in. We could also switch out Keenan Allen for Mike. And that would, yeah, we, we can see what that will do. It might allow by doing that. We might be able to get to Lockett or Metcalf. I believe we might be able to do, see if we can do Keenan yeah. and no, we can't do Keenan and Metcalf, but we can do Mike Williams and Metcalf. No, we had Mike Williams. You dunce. Yeah, yeah I know. I was seeing if we could do, uh, you could do, you could, you could get, 
Keenan and Lockett or Mike and DK. That's so kinda... here's here's a perfect example of you can just you can basically create the exact same shell. You have all these plays, and then you just swap Metcalf for Lockett, and that allows you to go from Mike to Keenan, and then you play one of these three to three point four K guys. Yeah. So who who do you guys want? Right now our leverage is Mike and Parham. We I mean Zay or Marvin Jones is gonna be the highest owned of these guys. So if we went K Johnson, we already have Metcalf, so we don't want K Johnson probably. I would say probably Jennings. We'd go Jennings or Agnew. Or Agnew. I like Agnew. See, like and Nick, is this the same lineup that is this Bowl. the same lineup that you had? Probably not. Uh no, it's not. Exactly. I like Agnew. I think Doug Peterson, people forget he ran the Philly special. If he's if Agnew's their gadget guy, I like this a lot. You can do a lot from this lineup from just the the core of it. You can you can take yeah. out you know like say McCaffrey and then fill in with other positions with the extra salary you have there. There's a lot of ways to go. Just just let you know. Just if you think like, oh, this is such a sweet lineup, like. This is it. Like build off the main pieces. Yep. You build like a core. Like let's say, let's say, I mean, yeah, if you're entering, like I'm entering 150. So like I just let it run. But if you are just building, let's say like five, 10 lineups, I would say you want to go a hundred percent in on some just core pieces. And then you just switch out the leverage spots, like the Mike Williams, the K Johnson's, the Agnew, the Donald Parham for Parkinson, things like that. But you can build like a core of your favorite, like chalky plays. Yeah. So since I'm, I hand build 40 lineups, 50 lineups a week. That's impressive. Corey. The way I do it is um, I pick, well, especially on two games like this, I'll pick, like we just said, the core players that I, I really like. And I'll build out that entire lineup. And then you can go when you import, you can go to the next lineup or the next entry. You import it in. Yeah. You can edit the import. You bring out the players and then you click and submit it. And then it holds and it basically just keeps building and building and building upon each other. So, yeah. That's the way to do it. But that right there was a solid Millie Maker lineup. Very, two very low owned pieces. Three, well, if you include Mike and he plays, there's three, I would say. So, yep. Solid tournament lineup we got there um, with the best plays surrounding those leverage spots. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't steal the lineup. Um, we're trying to win the million. This no week. one likes a stealer. 